0: Hi, this is Walford Kaufman, the pastor of Southside Baptist Church of Gaffney, South Carolina, bringing you an online message. Yes, we're still doing a live stream, but many of you say, well, I can't be there, so it's just not the same. But you still want to hear the message, and you still want to kind of know what's going on around the church. And so that's why we're doing it this way. We're going to try it out a few weeks and see how you like it. Please, I need your input. Uh, Feel free to text me. Uh, Or call me. My cell phone number is 864-812-0073. That's 864-812-0073. Or you can email me at pastor at gaffneysouthside.com. That's pastor at gaffneysouthside.com. And let me know what you think about it, where we can improve, what we can change, what we can add, whatever it may be, or maybe take away, but please let us know what you think about this. Please turn in your scripture, uh, and so as you look at Habakkuk, the third chapter, Habakkuk, the third chapter, verses 17 through 19, Habakkuk 3:17 through 19. There was an elderly lady that suffered from a chronic pain. I mean, constantly in pain. No medication could actually treat it, and she was just in agony all the time. But the pastor went by to see her. As he entered into the room, there she was, one of the biggest smiles on her face. You could just tell there was joy in her life. As he was sitting, he looked at her and said, Ma'am, can I just ask you, why are you so happy? Why is there such joy in your life? And she took that little hand of hers and pointed out the window and said, Do you see that robin there? Do you see that robin? See, that robin sings. But not just every day, even in the rain. That robin sings even in the rain. And I love him. Boy, that brought uh, a message to that pastor. Because he realized, see, it's easy for us to sing It's easy for us to be happy and have joy when there's sunshine. But even in the rain, we as believers, we as followers of Jesus Christ need to be able to have joy, the smile, and yes, trust the Lord, even in the rain. So now as you look at that scripture, as Habakkuk, the third chapter, verse 17, though the fig trees does not bud, And there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of deer. He enables me to go on the heights. And so that's where we'll stop right there in that scripture. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we look at your precious word, teach us. What is this message from Habakkuk? What are we to learn today in this time that we're going through, this specific moment of our lives? Teach us, Lord. Lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. So, as we see in that scripture, Habakkuk. It's a short book, and it's at the end of the book. And and what Habakkuk, a prophet of God, is there has been the people of Israel, they're not living a the life they should. And so God is going to use another nation to bring destruction to those people, to bring discipline to those people. And Habakkuk is questioning, you're blessing these that don't follow you. You're allowing them to come and, and, and discipline your people. And all this is going on. And so Habakkuk is doing a lot like what we're doing. Why, God? Why is all this happening to us? And so we see here at the conclusion of this book, Habakkuk is praying to God, but he's not just praying. He's accepting God's will. And with his accepting God's will, he's doing it with rejoicing. With rejoicing. Uh, and so even as he and his people were facing trials. So think about this. What trials Here's a prophet. But you know, most likely Habakkuk grew up in a rural setting, a farming type setting. And so he speaks of fig trees and grapes and and olives and all that. And uh, those were not overnight crops. Think about it. These were type crops you didn't drop a seed in and, and the next day they just, poof, they were there. Most of these crops were ones that took four, five years to get to that point they would start producing they would start giving the crop that he needed. So here he is, Habakkuk is walking through. He is uh, he's not just expecting a good crop, he needed a good crop. Think about what the, those uh, fig trees and olives and all that going on, that as he walked through those fields and those vineyards there, he was expecting, he was expecting to see something, but nothing's there. I'm not talking about a bad crop or a little crop. There was no crop at all. And so what did this mean? That was start of trouble because not only the food for that day, that was the food they would store up for the whole year. And not only what they had for the family to eat, if there was abundance, then they would use that to sell or trade, pay off debts. See, all that was gone. What was going to be happening to them? And so there. He says, well, maybe there's some sheep. I don't have the figs and the grapes and the olives, so let's go check out the sheep. And he goes to the sheep pen, and there are no sheep. Well, I don't have sheep, but maybe I have some cows. So he goes to where the stalls are, and there's no cows. See, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And see, this happened so suddenly. No predictions, no farm report. Y'all remember the days of farm reports about this and that and all? But no, none of those kind of predictions. It was sudden. It was severe. It was a financial disaster. And and add to the problem, there's no answer. Why? Why did all that happen? So what trials do we face today? What trials do we face? I think about what happened in... Beirut, Lebanon. That massive explosion. Have you seen the videos? Oh, the, uh, there was one where a young bride—I don't know if this was before her wedding or after wedding—but the you know video photographer is kind of. Zooming in on her and moving to the side and all this. And then that massive explosion and it just blew her. And, and the photographer was going down the street and finally stopped. And all the debris and destruction. I mean, thank goodness it looked like they at least survived it. There's another video I've seen. One that across the water. But another one that I saw was a person must have been on a balcony. And it was showing across the city. And you could see at the warehouse, there was a fire. Smoke was coming up. And then within a split second, a massive explosion, and just seeing the ripple effect of destruction coming toward that photographer. Oh, what can happen in just a second? If we took time to discuss, I I know this is online, and you might not see this for weeks or months later, but if we could sit down with a group of folks and start talking about our trials... Boy, we could spend a lot of time, could we not? It's, and then to think about it, all the different types of trials and the severity of the different levels of each one of these trials. But I tell you what, we can sum it all up. That, I mean, as simple as can be. All the different type of trials and the levels of trials, we can sum it all up in saying It hurts. It hurts. Deep in our heart, sometimes in our lives, sometimes even our body shows the effects of this hurt. I know we've all heard through the years that trials have a purpose. You ever seen this? That trials have a purpose. And one is is to build character. It's to make us a better person. Another one is to make us trust more. That we trust God. But I want to ask you personally. Can we ask this question? Are you really having your character built? Are you really trusting the Lord anymore? Think about that. Is that really happening today? We need to realize this, and I'm going to say it. I know you've heard it before. We do not face trials alone. We do not face trials alone. Oh, God is with us. Oh, we can praise the Lord for that. That is. And you know, through this pandemic, I've seen some slogans that the, I think more like the government's put out, that we're alone together. Uh, now, now I'm still trying to work that through my head. How can we be alone together? But it's, we're going through the same problem together, but it still hurts. I know the 23rd Psalm is one that, as the Lord leads us and makes us and guides us and all that, He's with us. But the one we need to look at is Isaiah 41 verse 13. For there we see, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. I will help you. But do you believe it? Do you believe this? If I told you, I did not want to bring a message about our trials. I did not want to bring a message about our tests and our hardships. We all know that we're in the midst of trials. And I can sum it all up. You know what these trials and these troubles and these hardships bring? It stinks. It absolutely stinks. That's okay. It's okay if I said that. But today, I want to remind you, you need to laugh and you need to play. You need to laugh, and you need to play. See, Jesus shared in Matthew 19, verse 14. You all have heard this scripture many times. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Think about that. The kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And so uh, the New Living Translation says it this way. Heaven belongs to those who are like these children. So I'm not asking today to go out and play as a little child in that way. I'm not talking about being childish. I'm talking about being childlike in your faith. That's what we're called to do. So we have spent so many years being serious. You know, we have to mature. We have to grow. You know, we've got to grow old. Think about this. We've turned things around. We turn, we are the adult. We're the one in charge. And we've made God, we made God the child. He's to obey us. You say, oh, that's not so. Look how we act. We're the ones that know more than God. That's not so. That's not so. We need to become like children, to learn to laugh and play as a child. God is still the Father, and we are still His children. If you have a personal, Relationship with the Father through the Son, Jesus Christ. See, joy does not depend on circumstances. Joy does not depend on circumstances. Look at verse 17 of Habakkuk. It says, Though the fig trees does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fa- fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls. There it is. Circumstances. See, Habakkuk is saying this, and there's not crops on the horizon. There's not a new Piggly Wiggly coming up, uh, you know, where he can go get groceries, and he's got, he's got one of them cards that he can get all the groceries he wants. That's not what's there. What's there is God is still there, it's not our circumstances. See, joy is not when we get a vaccine that's going to take care of every disease there ever was or ever will be. Joy is not when the riots and the protests end. Joy is not when China is put down, but you know, or Russia or whatever it may be. Joy is knowing God is still here. He is still here. See, joy is a decision. It is a decision. Verse 18 speaks of this. It says there, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. And so there receive. see. See, joy does not push trials out. Joy does not push hardships away. But we can decide to have joy. We focus. When we decide that we're going to choose joy what we're doing is we're putting our focus on God, not on the hardships, not on the troubles, not the the woe is me's. We're putting our focus on God and God only. See, joy comes from the Lord. Did you realize that? Joy comes from the Lord. Have you figured that out? You and I cannot change things. The world cannot change things. Though it seems like everybody in the world is going through this pandemic and all this trouble. But I want to tell you what, they can't figure it out. It is the Lord. It is the Lord that can bring change. Can I ask you something? Don't get mad at me. Wake up. Wake up. I want you to go and look in a mirror. Don't worry about your makeup. Don't worry about your hair. Don't worry about if you haven't shaved. I'm not caring about those features. I want you to go and look in a mirror and look into your eyes. That's right. I want you to look into your eyes. And I want you to see what the world has done to you. What has the world done to you? Think about it, the negative news, the isolation, you know, the division that we have, the different races and, and, and all the status in life, the division that's come about. When was the last, last time you laughed? When's the last time you played in the Lord? I mean, laugh and play like a child of God. Trials have come home and sat right in our laps, folks. You don't trust anyone or anybody. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. There's a good chance you're not even trusting God right now. You're not even trusting God. You have a hope for something later. You have a hope uh, you know, that later on things are going to be straightened out and then your joy is going to come back. No, we start now with our joy. The joy is today and it's in the Lord. Joy in the midst of the unknown. Joy in the midst of waiting. And that's probably one of the hardest things for me, is just waiting. The the joy that can be even in the unknown, when we can't figure things out. See, to have joy that turns us away from our understanding. To have joy that turns us away from our wisdom. To have joy that makes us want to run, and to run into the arms of our Heavenly Father. Do you remember growing up, and you could have been out in the yard playing all day long, maybe even the mud you know, mud pile and all that kind of stuff. And you, you're dirty enough, but you saw your daddy coming. And what did you do? You went running to him and you jumped up into his arms and he grabbed you and pulled you close to, and hugged you. I mean, even though you might have been dirty. Think about it. Our Heavenly Father is waiting for us. I mean, we might, we might have slipped. We might have fallen. We might not be trusting him as we should. But he's waiting for us to jump in his arms. And I tell you what, he's going to hold us so tight. Oh, how wonderful that is. See, the key to Abacus' change in heart all comes about in verse 19. In verse 19, there we see the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer he enables me to go on to heights see the think about this the sovereign lord is my strength the dictionary says that sovereign means as a noun is a supreme ruler if you take that word and use it as an adjective it means possessing supreme or ultimate power see habakkuk realized it was not in the crops it was not in the sheep it was not having the bills paid by selling the cows. It was in the sovereign Lord who is in control, even though we'd look around and everything seems to be gone. He is still in control. And then he realized this, God is everything. And then because of realizing that, look, He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on to the heights and so think about this. God is everything. That he becomes like a deer. Now I'm not talking about the deer like we got in southern United States. You know, they can jump over the road. Sometimes they get hit by the cars. But I'm talking about the deer that in Habakkuk's days, these were deer that were equipped to go up almost a straight shot up a mountain, up rocks. Their, their feet was such in, in the way that they could climb The mountains. And other writers have talked about these sheep, uh, excuse me, not sheep, deer. These deer were such that they, they could climb up a mountain and jump from rock to rock. It looked like they were dancing almost. They were jumping and with all the secure footing because how God had made them. And see, one slip, they could have been gone, but see the footing they had because what God had provided for them. And so that's what he's talking about there. They were sure-footed. I want to ask you something. Are you sure-footed in the Lord? Are you sure-footed in the Lord? If, and See, that God can allow us to go to greater heights. To greater heights. God can give us this type of joy that we can laugh and we can play through our trials. If you're home... Some of you said, "Walford, when not you become Pentecostal? I'm not Pentecostal. I'm about a Southern Baptist, conservative in so many ways. But I'm thinking, that's why I'm doing this online. I want you to realize this. You need right now to get up and put your arms up. You say, I'm not going to do that. Go ahead and be a stick in the mud. Go ahead and just pout and, and just keep on being an adult. But this is the time, get up and raise your hands and praise God, you still got a breath. Praise God that you can raise your arms. Praise God that you've been able to watch this, this video, listen to this message. God has still provided for you in so many ways. And so give Him praise. And here's something else. Start moving them legs. Now, we're Baptist, so you can't dance. We've heard that before. But if you want to call it just some uh, specialized movement, that's okay. But I want you to start moving around and laugh and play. Because I want to tell you what, if you're like me as an adult, you start start raising your hands and you start moving your feet, you're going to start laughing at yourself. And that's okay. Because you're a child of God. You're a child of God. And so, jump and play before the Lord. For He is in control, not us. Remember growing up and taking your father by the hand? huh? How many of you, especially young ladies, how many of your daddy took you by the hand and just kind of swung around and you started laughing and playing and, and rejoicing because daddy was in control? Daddy was in control. Today, our father, our Papa, God is in control. Turn all your trials and your troubles over to Him. Laugh and play as a child. I mean, folks, what what is your worrying done? What is your your scared of doing anything? I think the Lord said He came to give us life and to give it more. What's that word? Abundantly life more abundantly, laugh and play. Yes, you might have to still be in that house for a while. You still have to be careful because of this this virus and all. And so you need to still be careful. But that don't mean you don't have to laugh and play and rejoice in the Lord for He is in control. Habakkuk did it. The crops were not there. The sheep were not there. The, The cows were not there. There would seem to be no hope but see because of a sovereign God a God that's in control today and will be in control tomorrow, why not trust Him? Why not trust Him and laugh and play and rejoice in the Lord today? That means, folks, you've got to take all this stuff that you've been worrying about and you've been troubled about and give it to the Father. He's the one that can handle it. He's the one that can deal with it. He's the one we need to hand it all. I mean, I said all 100%. Don't hand part of it over and you keep the rest for you to be an adult. You are a child. I don't care if you're 99 years of age. You are a child of God. If you have a personal relationship with Jesus, and if you don't, today, I pray that you just simply say, Lord, I'm a sinner. And I need you to come into my life and save me. And you know what? He'll come in. If you mean it, He'll come into your life and He'll change it. But I want to tell you, how many of you are obedient children today? Are you trying to parent God? Are you trying to tell God that you know more than He does? Are you worrying about God? He's sovereign. He is supreme. You ain't going to beat Him. Pardon my English. You're not going to beat Him. Trust in Him today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us when we have forgot You're the Father and we're the child. Today, Lord, let us learn how to laugh. Let us learn how to to play in You, Lord. Knowing that You're in complete control no matter what age we may be, that we trust in You completely. And Lord, we turn it all over to You. That doesn't mean we go out not being concerned. But this worry will be tossed away. This trouble will be tossed away. And we can rejoice in your love. I pray for each one today. Read this scripture over and over and over again. But most of all, we all can say you're sovereign in our hearts. Oh, Lord, it will be different. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I said I wanted to do this a little bit different. I kind of want to give you an update about the church and the family uh, here, church family. And so I wanted to share with you our prayer needs. This is of Thursday, uh, August 13th, that I'm sharing this prayer list. Continue remember Larry Dengate as he had uh, surgery on his uh, diverticulitis. There was an ulcer there, and so they had to cut him more than he first expected. But continue to pray for him as he recovers. Uh, Jeff Butler, he's really, even though he'd been in the hospital for COVID-19, had very few days of being sick. But because of this, he's going to have to find a new place to go. And things seem to be falling in place for him to be able to get closer to Gaffney. So that'd be good for Kaylee and Kathy uh, not having to drive all the way down to Aiken. So remember Jeff Butler during this time. Another praise is Mariana uh, Swangham. A uh, very young 27 year old young lady that had a, um, a brain stroke, and they were even having the family called in and thought doctors gave up, but she is doing so much better. So, do pray for her, especially that her speech comes back, but seems everything else to be working right. I want to remember the family of uh, Dr. Reverend Robert Kirby Jr. Many of you knew him. He had roots at Southside Baptist Church, but this is also Preacher Goforth's son-in-law that passed away. So do remember this family in prayer. Uh, remember Debbie Good as she's going to be having carpal tunnel surgery September the 1st. Uh, Lori Kidd as she's recovering from a broken kneecap. Valina Owensby is scheduled for some eye surgery in the weeks to come. Uh, That's some, removing some scar tissue uh, that from cataract surgery that she's had but she's going to have to be having this uh, tissue uh, cut away. Remember Betty Smith as she's still recovering from her knee injury. No surgery, just treatment uh, therapy. Uh, Remember Harold Crocker as he is uh, undergoing radiation treatments, cancer treatments. Uh, Raymond Yelton, uh, he's got some circulation problems, especially in one toe area. Want to pray for that. But also they found out he's got some problems with his hearing. And so, want to remember him in prayer. Brenda Parker, is she's recovering from a very terrible fall, a lot of injuries to her face. Want to remember her. Also, Tammy Jolly asked that remember George Childers in prayer. Had a stroke. Uh, Bobby Smith asked prayer for Ellen Duncan. Uh, she has cancer. Uh, Shannon Jackson asked prayer for Zachary Smith, and the particular. Um, uh, problem he has it's such a long name check the prayer list out on our website Uh, but he has uh, probably some surgery ahead of him maybe some medication to take care of it do remember him sheila white asked to remember a former co-worker of hers i think she worked with her about 27 years Uh, uh, stephanie harold lives over toward the rock hill area lift her up in prayer a young man austin frady uh, has had multiple seizures and of course the effect on his body and they're going to do a medical procedure going in there i believe it's a shunt and all this so do pray for him as he he's probably going through some type of surgery to help take care of those seizures there's many other prayer needs and all. So uh, do be uh, keep an eye on that through our website uh, do pray for our church family we got new deacons and uh, they'll be taking office on uh, the 1st of uh, uh, September. So do lift them up in prayer. And then also, the Lord has just blessed us financially. Uh, we were looking at report uh, for the first, uh, what, seven months of this year. We're averaging almost $5,000 more per month than the same time last year. Can you believe that? That's how God has blessed Thank you for your financial giving. I know many of you are either dropping it by the church office or you're mailing it in or some of you use e-giving. If some of you like to know more about e-giving where it's just taken right out of your checking account or credit card or whatever, uh, let us know at the church office. Our uh, administrative assistant, uh, Sylvia Knotts will be glad to help you set up that very simple. Uh, That's what I use. It it keeps me from having to worry about where's the checkbook or where is the envelope each Sunday. It's just taken out each week and so it's been very easy for me. Been doing it for 10 plus years and so uh, if you need some help with that, but just want to let you know uh, things are going great. Uh, We miss you for those who are not able to get back in church. uh, Our Family Life Center has been a blessing to us, converted over to our sanctuary for now. Now, I know many of you like to get back into the sanctuary, but please realize with this COVID-19 and all this, it may be the first of next year. So don't, if, you, if you're comfortable getting out, and we do have those chairs six feet apart. Now, we have it set up where if two people want to sit together, and they can find a place, move the other chairs. Or, or if you've got a big family and you want to sit together, you can move the chairs in and all this. But they're six feet rows apart, and uh, the sound system has been a blessing. And so if you want to try it out, uh, I think you can do it and not be fearful. Somebody this past Sunday came and said, It's not as bad as I thought. So if you want to give it a try, uh, you can do that. And But the uh, Lord has been blessing that. We've been having great numbers. And so I just want to let you know, we've been trying to fix up some things around the building. Some painting has been going on. Some um, refinishing some floors uh, and stripping, waxing floors. And we want to get this place really beautiful for when we get back in the building. When Sunday school is going to start, uh, I don't know. We may do what some churches have done. And that is uh, like have all the adults in the in the sanctuary social distancing, and have a Sunday school class for all the adults. Have the youth in one area, children in that. Uh, a lot of our children's things they're going to wait to school get started back, and then look about what they need to do with that. So, uh, but nursery we are doing toddlers right now. And so if you have a toddler uh, that needs uh, child care during the worship service, we do have that available in, in the I call the main building. And so we're trying to get back. It's not as fast as I wanted it to or like to, uh, but we're trying to get back. But if there's other areas of ministry that we can help, please let me know. I mean, I, I wish I could call everybody every day and check on things, but, you know, that's hard to do. Uh, I was able to make a hospital visit last Saturday. First time I've done a hospital visit since the, what, uh, first of March almost, that I was able to get into the hospital and see a person. Visiting in hospital has been very hard. Uh, Been a lot of restrictions, but some things are starting to let up. But uh, if you feel comfortable for me coming into your house, I'll come. If you want me to wear a mask when I come in, I'll do that. Uh, just uh, I just not been going into a lot of homes because like I said, a lot of people are very fear fearful during this time, uh, and not not fearful concern, and so. But if any way I can help in ministry and all this, please let us know. Uh, it says alone together. Yes, we still need some faces. We need to be around other people, and so any way we can encourage you, any way we can strengthen you, in all this, please let us know. Let let me know how we can minister to you. And uh, minister to me, because this is a whole different work. I mean, I've been pastoring uh, or working the church for uh, what, 44 years, and this is a totally different thing, talking to a camera like this, uh, or uh, not being able to visit the nursing homes or visit homes that are shut-ins. is a whole different ball game for me. And so pray for me. Pray for our deacons, for true wisdom and making decisions. And uh, pray for the other members of the church family. You know, we got to remember something. As we're going through this struggle, COVID-19, there are people having other battles. There's people with cancer and heart trouble. There's people, uh, uh, separations and divorces, uh, children that are disobedient. I mean just everywhere we turn there are still needs. So be in prayer. Let's lift up each other. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I know it sounds kind of weird, but thank you for allowing me to share even those through a camera in an empty room with a church family. And I pray now that you would just bless each and every one of our church family. Lord, we love you. We want to serve you. And we want to get this thing, COVID-19's over with. But Lord, even when it gets over with, let our hearts be one that we want to get together. Let us not be spiritual lazy during this time. But let's be about your work and your service. And Lord, you dealt, dear Jesus, you touched the lepers. I don't think we're going to be going out and touching folks with COVID-19. But we can touch with our prayers and with our thoughts And maybe a card, a letter, a call, email, text message. Let us reach out in all the ways that we can for your glory. Lord, bless this person right now that's listening to this. In Jesus' name, amen.